0: Welcome to my podcast. My name is Brooklyn Duran, and today I'm going to be talking about sickle cell anemia. So if you don't know what sickle cell anemia is, it's a disease where you have a defect in your hemoglobin protein, and this protein carries oxygen in red blood cells. And the cells, if you have this disease, they're a crescent shape instead of discs like healthy cells and they block blood flow by getting stuck in arteries and veins these blood cells live for one-fifth of the span of normal blood cells and this disease causes terrible pain organ damage and early deaths and something that's even worse than all those pains is that these people don't have any cure for this disease and there's a lot of medical resources going towards research for different diseases that can't be cured such as cancer etc but this disease has recent groundbreaking trials because no one's ever really attacked it before since funding is really low. So I wanna talk about Dr. Orkin when he was a resident all the way back in medical school so you can understand what inspired him with this trial. So when he was a resident, he would work with um, sickle cell patients, but he knew he couldn't do anything about it and it was horrible for him. As a doctor, who wants to help people seeing them in pain in front of you, just lying on beds, and the only thing you could do was give them medicine for infections and to sedate them from their pain. But he knew he couldn't take the pain away or give them a cure. He didn't really know what to do, but a breakthrough came for him in 2008 because the cost of gene sequencing was getting a lot less and, like I said, Funding in that department was really low and no one really worked on that, but since funding was so low, it now helped him to figure out which gene he needed to flip. The article that talks about this trial is called Trial Underway in US Uses CRISPR Gene Editing in People with Severe Sickle Cell Diseases. This article was written by Michael Nadellum and Manali Mingam by CNN Health, and it was published on July 30th, 2019. So, to summarize this article, it is about a trial to help cure the disease by increasing a type of hemoglobin that makes it hard for cells to sickle. And this took place in the United States. And before I go any further into the research, I want to talk about how this relates to the course that we're taking, Honors Biology. So, the way it relates to this class is because this year in class we learned about sickle cell disease and hypertonic as well as hypotonic cells. And we also learned about genomes and genes and the science behind the trial is that it actually edits your genome and modifies it and they edit the DNA then inject it back into the cell through a bone marrow transplant. Prior to this trial there weren't ways to cure it but there were some ways to help treat it such as getting bone marrow from a matched donor and the matched donor was likely a sibling and it's sad to say but most of the time people with sickle cell disease their parents will have another child in hopes that they're a match for the other kid to have a bone marrow transfusion but only 15 percent of patients actually have a match and if you have one kid with the disease there's a one of four chance your other children will have it as well so you can see how this um, one available treatment or help for it is pretty hard So the whole idea and inspiration behind the CRISPR gene editing is that scientists knew that when you're a fetus, there's a hemoglobin protein that helps to carry the oxygen from the mom's blood to the baby. And most of the time that stops when you're born, but some people still have it as an adult and their whole life. And this is what they want to mimic or to use for sickle cell patients. And they figured out that the gene that needed to be blocked in order to keep making fetal hemoglobin was BCL11A. So now that they know what gene needed to be blocked to switch it back to having fet- fetal hemoglobin, um, is the BC11A gene. Now they tested it on rats and it actually did work. And so then they started the trial for humans. But the problem is that this is really expensive, and it costs equal to or more than $1 million, and this is troubling financially because a wide majority of those affected by this disease are African and African Americans, which are, um, I looked at statistics, and they're paid the least amount of money among any other race, so you can see how this can be problematic for them when they're the most susceptible to this disease, and the only known cure right now for this disease is about $1 million. So now I'm going to talk about the story of this girl named Helen. So in January, an article was released by New York Times about the youngest child patient ever, Helen, and she's 16 years old. So she's been struggling severely with the disease, and she has had many organs taken out. She's undergone multiple surgeries, and her parents even spent $90,000 to try and create an embryo that was a match for her to have a bone marrow transfusion from. The problem was finding a match without the disease because if you have a kid with the disease, there's a one of four chance your other kids will have it as well. So unfortunately, it was a fail out of 30 embryos. And her sister actually has it too, but not as severe as Helen. And in an attempt to find a donor for Helen, it ended up being successful for her sister. And so when her parents heard about this trial, they were super excited because they had already helped their least sick kid and now they wanted to help the one who was in most need of the bone marrow in the first place and so the trial was successful with her and she's going to be monitored for 15 years because that's a requirement of trial cases and since it was successful in her they'll open it up to even younger patients and something that was a struggle for her was she would always be in pain but she never told like her teachers and she told very few friends and when it was cold outside which was where she lived it was always cold Um, that made the pain even worse and so after the trial she actually got to go outside and her mom would be frightened by things like when she said she was cold because she thought she was in pain but they realized that she is just living a normal life now, like she feels cold, she feels soreness, she gets to dance again, she gets to go outside and be happy with her friends, and so it's really good that this worked for her and that she didn't contract any infections because that was also a really high risk that she could die from the infection, but they sedated her before the transfusion so she wouldn't get um, infected. To end this podcast, I want to leave you with a quote from a patient named Wasin Khan. And he has the disease and he says, I carry pain like you carry blood in your veins. And what this means is that the disease is literally within his blood, his blood cells, and um the pain is within his whole body, because of course blood is in your whole body, and we have blood in our healthy blood in our bodies, most of us, and we take that for granted. And like Dr. Orkin, He experienced this um, pain in front of him, and he got to see what it was like for them. And he knew there was no cure, but he grew up and he kept trying. And even though there was no funding and stuff like that, he kept trying. And after multiple years, he finally found a way. So if you think that you can help someone, even if it seems impossible right now, to keep pursuing it and to help people um, either scientifically I don't know, emotionally, however you want, but keep doing you and keep trying to help other people. Thank you for listening to my podcast.